Hello and welcome to another episode of the DFS From Down Under podcast, talking NFL uh, in particular, not not quite all sports here on the pod, just NFL, uh, but uh, I'm always joined by Dara Woodford from Fantasy Insider. Please check out the lineup cruncher on fantasyinsider.com.au. How are you going, Daryl? I'm good, yeah. Uh, been a good week of sport. Cricket started today, so yeah. that was on around the office. Yep. Um, so yeah, not long till Big Bash, but yeah, ready to concentrate on another week of DFS. Yeah, exactly. And kind of similar last week, um, we talked last week about how it was a better DFS week than a sort of betting or, or punting week. Um, and, you know, we talked about that on the Punt Return podcast, and we'll, we'll talk about it in this week's Punt Return podcast. If you haven't listened to that, check that out already. But um, I'm feeling this week with a lot harder lines, DFS might be the route to go again this week. Um, I feel like just the, the Vegas lines are getting a lot sharper um, and a little bit harder to pick off, uh, you know, week to week now as we get later into the, the danger end of the season. Yeah, I mean, it looks that way. Um, I mean, my results didn't suggest that last week. My betting went a lot better than my DFS did. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, there's, a, there's a few interesting plays around, but um, it looks a little bit tougher than last week to me from a DFS perspective. Um, as I, I didn't do well last week. Okay, yeah, I went a little bit better in DFS. Like, I actually won money on DFS last week, whereas I didn't win money gambling on NFL last week, uh, unfortunately. College football was a little bit better. Um, but yeah, Keenan Allen last week was just massive for me. Um, you know, I was sort of hanging around late, and then when he had that big game, uh, kind of pushed me up into the cash across uh, DraftKings and, and whatnot. So I was pretty happy with that. A couple of letdowns with sort of running backs like Aaron Jones and, and Austin Eckler, but um, Keenan Allen was big enough, and, and, I'm, and I may do with some other players there to get me across the line. Chris Conley was a cheap option that um, was pretty good for me as well. So... It wasn't a too bad a week, week 13, so I'm looking forward to week 14, and, and as we do before we get into it, we look at sort of the matchups that are more favorable to us. Obviously, we start with higher totals, so Pittsburgh Steelers, um, they're 11-point favorites at home, 51.5-point total. That's a desirable matchup, and we'll get to that. I'm sure we have some players across that matchup and some interesting ins and outs there in that one with James Conner out um, we've got the Rams and Bears, the number one, off, one of the top offense. I don't think they're quite number one, but they're up there. The Rams against the number one defense, Chicago Bears, and we've still got a 52.5 point total uh, there, so that's something to look at as well. And then the Saints, Buccaneers, um, before their loss to the uh, Cowboys last week, the Bucks were the only blemish on the Saints record. That's a 55.5 point total with the Saints eight point favorites there on the road. And then we have a 53 point total in the Ravens Chiefs game there with Lamar Jackson starting over Joe Flacco, who's still got that hip injury. So they're kind of the desirable matchups. Um, as we said, the biggest favorite, uh, sorry, we haven't mentioned the biggest favorite is the Chargers, 14-point favorites at home against the Bengals. Um, whether you count the StubHub Center as a as a home uh, ground, that's that's another question. But uh yeah, what what pokes you know what pokes out to you or sticks out to you from from the matchups before we get into position by position? Um, I mean, you've highlighted most of them, I think. Yeah, from the offensive perspective, um, there's a couple in that game. There's a couple of kind of the value players. I mean, not to well, get a preview, but quarterback um, Jackson, I think, is a decent play there in that game um, at the price that he is, certainly at Moneyball. Um, then, obviously, on the defensive side, you've got some low totals in both the Bills and the Titans game. So the Titans one being a Thursday night one, but the Bills one's probably one, one you want to avoid from a matchup perspective. Um, on the contrary, they're both kind of decent defense options. Yeah, exactly, and we'll get to that. So let's let's jump straight in at the quarterback position. Who do you like this week? 
Yeah, so as I say, Jackson Moneyball, 7,600. Um, the popular option around the office, good fun to watch. Um, yeah, he's so, great. Um, what, yeah, Watson, Brady, Roethlisberger, and Breeze, the other options at Moneyball. Um, a less popular option when I mentioned it in the office today is um, Darnold, who's 8630 <laughs> at Draft uh, Stars. <laughs> I'd like to be a fly on the wall when you uh, have these little discussions in the office. It must be must be fun time just talking uh, NFL quarterbacks, uh, you know, on a Thursday at lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, half of it's based on who's exciting to watch yeah. um, with the, at the office at the moment. But, yeah, um, I think he's a reasonable value play at that price, 8630. Um Although the Chicago quarterback didn't work out so last well last week, yeah. um, the premiums there at Draft Stars: Brady Manning, um, Lamar Jackson, somewhat pushing the definition, but shows up as a value option. Sean Watson at Draft Stars as well. Okay, so I've got a couple of different names there, which is good. Um, I like Philip Rivers this week against the Bengals. Uh, so he, yeah, he's playing really, really well at the moment. I think he's third in MVP betting. He's just having a great season. Um, and the Bengals are just a dream fantasy matchup here at home. They're allowing the most fantasy points to opposing QBs for the season at about 26 per game. So uh, I think Philip Rivers can have a strong game. He's about to become a father for the ninth time. Um, that doesn't really give you any points or any benefit, but I just thought that's worth mentioning. Um, so good vibes all around at the Rivers. You know, the floodgates are open there. Um, Josh Allen is another quarterback. So you talk about... Someone that's exciting to watch. Uh, Lamar Jackson is exciting to watch because he's, uh, you know, a great runner of the football. I think Josh Allen as a runner of the football is a bit underrated because he's kind of this big galoot-looking fella. Um, he's got a strong arm, not an accurate arm, but uh, he's he's been a killer on the ground. Um, and I think against the Jets, um, they're, they're favorites at home. Um, yeah, he's had 27 fantasy points. He had 27 fantasy points against Jacksonville in Week 12. And 32%, uh, 32 points at Miami in week 13. So he's been really, really good running the ball. He has 234 rushing yards and a touchdown in his past two weeks, um, which is pretty akin to, to Lamar Jackson. And you can probably get him at a much better price. So I, I, I don't mind Josh Allen there. Yeah, I know the total's low, but I think he'll rack up plenty of yards. They just got rid of Kelvin Benjamin as well, which gives him less targets. That's probably a bonus for them as well. Like he's, he's hopeless. So, um, Josh Allen is my other qu- option at quarterback this week. Uh, all right, looking to running back, what stands out to you? So if we look at the values side of draft stars first, Yeldon, 5,000, I think. Um, good value at that price. Gore, Hines, um, Ekeler, and yep. Peterson, um, all decent value options. Um, on the premium side, McCaffrey is four times the price, 20,290, wow. but he's our highest rated option this week. Um, kind of level with Kamara, then Gurley and Barkley as your premiums. At Moneyball, it's Isakor Elliott, followed by McCaffrey, uh, Jalen Samuels, a name we don't mention too much, um, yep. Kamara and Chubb. Okay, it's interesting that McCaffrey, given how expensive he is, still, you know, the highest rated there. Is that just because the model and the crunch are just absolutely projecting to go bonkers this week? Is that is that a blip in the radar? Is that common when you have an expensive player like that? Um, he has a reasonably high projection. It's that you've got um, people like Darnold and Devontae Parker kind of who fit into that team. And then you have so much salary left over that he becomes okay. kind of a viable selection. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Um, he's been absolutely on fire. I think he's – I saw a crazy stat that he's one of the first running backs in a, in a long time to have like f- four or five consecutive games where he's had 50 rushing and 50 passing yards um, every single week. So he's just been an absolute volume machine lately. You mentioned Jalen Samuels. He's on my list here. I, I kind of grouped these three together – 
um, as cheap as this week. So Justin Jackson, he's the handcuff to Austin Eckler this week if Melvin Gordon um, isn't playing. It looks like Melvin Gordon isn't going to play. I mean, they're 14-point home favorites. They they won't be rushing him back. Um, so he he kind of added the lightning to the Eckler thunder last week for, for the Chargers off the bench there in that rotational role. He's kind of playing the old Eckler role that he used to play to Melvin Gordon. So he's someone to watch this week. Jeff Wilson, um, that sounds like a H&R block accountant, um, but he is going to be the starting running back for the 49ers this week. And Matt Breida finally succumbing to injuries. That guy's been injured every single week, manages to patch himself up on Thursday and Friday and still play. He's a human Iron Man or a Wolverine at this point, uh, Matt Breida, but eventually he's succumbed to those injuries. And then Jalen Samuels is going to be the starting running back, splitting it with with Ridley this week uh, for the Steelers against Oakland, a really great matchup. It's interesting, Jalen Samuels is tight and eligible at Yahoo Fantasy for season long, <laughs> um, which is kind of crazy and just an, an insane advantage given um, how how messy tight end is outside of Kelsey and Ertz, and we'll get to that in a second. So um, that's worth noting if you're in season-long leagues to pick up Jalen Samuels. Uh, so I think if you can go expensive at wide receiver this week because there's some really high-end options um, that we both like this week um, that we'll get to as well in a, in a little bit. Um, maybe you could mix in one of those in, as your flex or as your second uh, running back. Um, my other three running backs, I like Leonard Fournette against the Titans this week. He's back. Um, he just gets an insane amount. He was like 26.7 touches per game um, in his three games prior to getting suspended for punching someone in the helmet. Um, so, you know, apart from the mind explosion there, he... Uh, he was very, very productive and should be the centerpiece for the Titan uh, for the Jags against the Titans. Well um, rested. Yes, it, yeah, very well rested. Hopefully, uh, the hand is okay as well after punching a helmet. Um, I like Sony Michelle. I feel like people are going to be deterred a little bit because James Devlin vultured uh, two touchdowns last week and was just stealing all his goal line work. Um, I feel like Michelle. He still had 17 touches last week, um, and Miami allowed 188 rushing yards, uh, 175 rushing yards. Sorry and two scores when these two teams played each other earlier on in the season. And I feel like they're going to run the ball a lot because Brady often struggles in Miami. It's kind of an underrated uh, storyline. Well, not underrated. People do mention it a lot, actually. Um, But that could be something you benefit from. And Tariq Cohen, who's just been uh, kind of a poor man's Christian McCaffrey where he's just racking up so much yardage on the ground and through the air, I think, against the Rams. If they are down, um, Cohen's going to be on the field a lot more than than Jordan Howard. Uh, so, yeah, any other running backs, or or is that it for, for you? Uh, is, you know, with Yeldon coming up, is that is the uh, Cruncher aware that Fournette is back from from suspension? Um, it should have his playing time figured in, yeah. Um, yeah. I think, from what I can see from the way that it's being done at the moment, we're kind of giving Yeldon a, a reduced load, certainly. Yeah. Um, but at 5000 he's still getting Very cheap. Um, enough here at that price. Yeah, and he has a good relationship with uh, Cody Kessler. He seems to be his you know, desired target on third down there, so that's worth noting as well. All right, wide receiver. I, I, I like uh, we have some common names here, so I feel like uh, we'll have some lock of the weeks here. What have we got? Yeah, so I mentioned Dante Park already as kind of one of the value selections that frees up room for McCaffrey and some of the lineups. Um, you have value options, more Godwin, um, Sutton, and Robinson. Um, none of them kind of particularly high scoring or high projections, but decent value at their prices. Um, Julio Jones, 17,240, um, in a who mentioned him, but he's at the head of our top scorer kind of premium options alongside Thomas Brown and Allen. Yep. Um, 
Smith Schuster at Moneyball, 7,600. Top of the value chart there, along with Keenan Allen and Julio. So, as we've said every week, the premiums are still your value plays at Moneyball. Money, yep. <laughs> and then Antonio Brown, um, 8,900. Um, Hopkins, Thomas, Adams, and Allen, also options there. Okay. Could you do a rare sort of double down there on Smith Schuster and Brown, given they both play for the same team? But with Moneyball not adjusting their prices, um, you can pretty much afford them in your lineup there. Um, you, yeah, you can. And now that we're coming towards the end of the season, just tournament pools are smaller. I think playing both of those is kind of a viable option. Okay. It's interesting to note. So uh, you talk about Smith Schuster and Antonio Brown. I just jotted them both down. I, I just said Brown or Juju. Uh, Oakland's defense is allowing a league high 8.7 yards per pass attempt and opposing wideouts and have allowed opposing wideouts to score. Uh, once uh, every 12 passing targets, which is like 30th in the league. So, uh, yeah, they're just leaking points all, all over the board. So, uh, you know, whatever you can afford, if you can afford both, as you said, um, that could be an option. Uh, you know, I was interested to see what route you would go there with that. Um, I might, uh, not too many lineups, but I might sprinkle him in, uh, you know, using both in, in a couple of uh, lineups. Uh, you mentioned Julio Jones. So, um, I love Julio this week. Uh, question for you, Daryl. Do you know Julio's actual first name? I can't say I do, no. Okay, so his full name is Quintoris Lopez Jones. And Quintoris Lopez Jones loves playing the Packers. So um, over his last four games against the Packers, he's averaging seven catches, 144 yards, and 0.75 touchdowns. So that's across his last four games. Um, and that includes one game there where he had three catches for 29 yards. So back in 2014, he had an 11-catch, 259-yard ga- game against them. And you'll remember in the playoffs just two years ago, he had a nine-catch, 180-yard, two-touchdown game and just destroyed them in the playoffs. So Julio loves playing the Packers. Um, I think the Falcons will be a bit annoyed that they lost that game at home last week. So I think Julio... Um, he's going to have a big week. Uh, you mentioned Cortland Sutton. Um, Sutton's going to take over now as the number one receiver for the Broncos with Emmanuel Sanders um, tearing his Achilles this morning, which is just a crucial, crucial blow uh, for the Broncos' offense. So they are, they're going to start two rookies there, Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton. So Deshaun Hamilton could be a cheaper option if you uh, want to avoid Sutton. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who draws most of the Richard Sherman um, so maybe if it is Sutton that draws a lot of the Richard Sherman, then Deshaun Hamilton could be a really good sort of contrarian player because I feel like a lot of people are just going to put Cortland Sutton in their lineup because they know Emmanuel Sanders out and they have a good matchup against the 49ers and there's still a playoff chance. So you know they're going to be playing very, very hard here late in the season, the Broncos. Uh, and then T.Y. Hilton. I mentioned Julio loves playing against the Packers. Well, T.Y. Hilton loves playing against the Texans. He averages 5.5 catches on nine targets for 122.3 yards and 1.2 touchdowns a game um, against Houston, and that's with bigger sample size. So he's played the Texans uh, eight or nine times there, so he's just loves, loves, loves playing the Texans. Um, so I like T.Y. Hilton as well. Yeah, I don't mind T.Y. He's another name that kind of popped up in some of our sort of six to ten lineups. So, yeah, decent play. Yep. Uh, I don't really have any cheaper options. I just love the premiums at wide receiver this week. I feel like going premium at wide receiver. And then um, I mentioned before, like behind Kelsey and Ertz, it's a kind of a mess at tight end. So I feel like you need to go premium at tight end. Do you have any, any other options or is it just premium at tight end? Um, yeah, I mean, I like the premium options. Um, Kelsey Ertz, decent options for sure. 
Um, I've written down some cheap ones just kind of for interest. Jared Cook, um, a 7960, um, CJ Uzumar, uh, McDonald, and Noku. Yep. Um, all, I think, kind of decent options, although, again, you're gambling. Um, <laughs> Eric Ebon, <laughs> Money Ball, 6,500. Um, I think he was questionable when I checked earlier. Otherwise, Gronk and um, Ertz are kind of your obvious options at Money Ball. Yeah, I think Ebron will play, but if he doesn't play, then, you know, looking at the backup Colts tight ends, it's always going to be good really good sort of pod for you guys if he is like if he is out because luck loves targeting tight ends in the red zone so you can get a really cheap play there and look they might not they might only have two catches but one will be for a touchdown so it could be kind of a good lineup booster and then you could kind of stack your lineup with like a Julio Antonio Brown option there at Moneyball um so that's something to keep an eye on but yeah it's hard to go past Kelsey's my top play this week I feel like that's just the way that the Chiefs are going to attack this Ravens secondary. They're really strong at corner, um, and uh, the Ravens kind of funnel targets to tight ends because people are avoiding their corners. So they, they give up a lot of yardage and, and a lot of target percentage to the tight end, opposing tight ends. So um, Kelsey's just been catching everything lately. He's just been absolutely on fire. Um, a, a kind of a less premium option. I don't mind George Kittle this week. Um, he hasn't had these massive games that he used to have with C.J. Beathard and Jimmy Garoppolo, but even with Nick Mullins, he's still averaging 10 targets a game, so that's a pretty steady floor there um, for you, but it just depends on price at your desired, uh, you know, location, Kings or, or Draft Stars or Moneyball, so it just depends where you play and what price you can get on Kittle. Uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much tight end, and, and Daryl, now it's time for your favourite, your favourite, favourite, favourite position in DFS. Uh, it is defence, and what have you got this week? Um... I'm just going to play the Bills everywhere, basically. Um, yep. They're 5 8 40 at Draft Stars. Um, if you're playing a full week contest, um, which I think is more likely at Moneyball, then the Titans are a decent option there as well, um, 4700 But, yeah, I think those are your kind of standard options, and I'll probably be heavy on the Bills um, in the Sunday slates. Okay, so you've got the Bills as, as a heavy option on defense, but then Darnold pops up in the cruncher. Is that... Uh, yeah, is that gonna is that ever gonna be in the same lineup? Um, no, or, no, it's always it's, <laughs> you're gonna mix them about. Okay, so yeah. Darnold will be in your lineups where you have the Titans, for example. Yeah, okay. um, or and I mean, I'd say heavy heavy will probably be like sixty percent Bills, okay. um, and then a sprinkling of others. So yeah, yep. you always kind of rotate, uh, kind of Russian roulette style with defense. Um, I remember when we first used to do this, uh, Josh and I would just say roll a dice when it came to kickers and defense. Um, yep. and ultimately, <laughs> um, it was probably a, a better strategy, I guess. Um, yeah, I like the Bills as well, um, against the Jets. They had 13 fantasy points in week 10 against the Jets. That included three sacks, two picks, and they just allowed 10 points. Um, now they're at home as well, where they have a better advantage, and they're, they're so much stronger at home. Um, one of the better home field advantages in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills. Um, and it would be interesting to check the weather. I haven't actually checked that. That's something I normally do. Um, I apologize, but yeah, I think the weather is always interesting this time of the year in Buffalo, so that's something to monitor as well. Um, and I like I can the tell Giants. You it's hot in Melbourne. Um, I <laughs> doubt it's hot in Buffalo. Yeah, it's probably a uh, yeah, not a bold prediction, but but a <laughs> correct one. Uh, it's snowing today. There you go. Minus two through the weekend. Okay, there we go. Very quick on uh, the Google. Uh, yeah. Thanks for that, Daryl. So that is definitely something to monitor the, the conditions and the elements. Um, are important. The elements always, you know, it's always windy in Chicago as well, so that's always something to to monitor there. Uh, I like the Giants against the Redskins. Um, simple reason: see Sanchez, comma Mark, or fumble, comma butt. 
<laughs> um, and that should give you your answer on uh, playing yep. the Giants this week. Um, it is, although uh, Sanchez had the uh, the butt recovery last week, so um, in a full circle of Mark Sanchez's NFL life, he, he, you know, two years removed from the butt fumble or three years removed from the butt fumble, could even be longer than that. I'm losing track of time. Um, he's recovered a butt recovery, so uh, you know, it's, his NFL journey might uh, have crescendoed there. But yeah, I like the Giants. Um, against the Redskins there as well. Uh, six years ago, Google says. Wow. <laughs> I am losing my mind. That's six <laughs> years ago, man. Time yeah. has flown. That is insane. It, it, it just feels like yesterday. Um, <laughs> it's it's like... just because it gets played so much. You think it's just so recent. Um, it's probably the most played NFL like clip, I think, f- for a long time, for the last few years, is, is the butt fumble. It's just... It's a timeless classic. Yeah, it's it is fair. Uh, all right, well that uh, that wraps up all of our preview, I guess. Um, do you have any final thoughts on the slate this week? Um, no, it's one where I'll kind of judge it Sunday as to how much um, I go into it. But um, a few things to keep an eye on, a few interesting plays around, and yeah, I guess keep an eye on some of the questionable and doubtful players and make some decisions. Yeah, definitely. I think we can lock in Julio Jones as our lock of the week this week, and then uh, one of the Steelers wide receivers as well, which isn't going out on a, on a heavy limb. Um, but, you know, if you're going to go premier wide receiver and look elsewhere at running back, um, definitely go with Julio Jones and Antonio Brown or Juju Smith-Schuster this week. So I think they'll they'll firmly be our lock of the week. We need to get a lock of the week somewhere across one of these two podcasts that we do every week, Daryl. So um, let's lock in Julio Jones. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's the spirit animal of this podcast. So, uh, yes, yeah, so yakking up, yakking up, racking up yards, but not finding the end zone as, as much as we'd like. So I guess that kind of makes sense. Especially um, not when I sip him. <laughs> Definitely. Maybe that should be a proceed with caution lock of the week, given that you've t- <laughs> tipped him up. Um, he's, yeah, he's the much maligned player for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think he has a good week. So, uh, yeah, week 14, we've only got a couple of weeks to go. Uh, you know, week 17 kind of dies down a little bit from a betting perspective, but it also brings up some interesting fantasy options. So hopefully we'll have a podcast for week 17, but, uh, you know, at least for the next few weeks, we're still chuggling along here, uh, for DFS from down under. But as I said at the top of the show, the lineup crunch has got plenty on offer for Big Bash, um, and NBA. So please check that out. Sign up and it's definitely worth your money. Any you have to win, uh, you know, in your first week or two and, and it's paid off and then it's all, it's all uphill from there. Yep, exactly. Um, and we'll soon have Big Bash on it. We've got NBA on it at the moment. So, yep. yeah, plenty of value for your money there. Yeah, definitely. And you can follow Daryl on Twitter at DP Woodford. You can follow me at JYNFL and the show at Wooten Y. And uh, we'll catch up with you next week.